0: I'm Mel Stewart and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining me today, we have, we got a superstar. We got three-time Commonwealth champion, 16-time European champion, eight-time world champion, three-time Olympic champion, five-time Olympic medalist. Today, we have the man, the myth, the legend. He's a star the world over. You might know his name. Today, we got Adam Peaty. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good. I'm very good actually. That that voice is very soothing. I think I need that like after every race well, just to calm you- me down. <laughs>
0: I, I'm ready to quit my job and just be the the commentator of your life. I'll just I'll just stand about five feet back from you with a little bullhorn. He's walking down the street. <laughs> he's out. He's out now. Now he's flexing. He's flexing. He's gonna flex, ladies and gentlemen. He might not flex for another two minutes, but it's coming up. And th- I could do that for you. <laughs> no,
1: that sounds
0: yeah. good. <laughs> That's good. Um, th- you know, there's a lot of things I want to get into. Before we get into it, uh, I have to say this, it's a, um, there's something that I, that I love and appreciate is that is British swimming has, has come into its own British swimming is, is respected the world over. And uh, the stars of British swimming are as big as stars, you know, on the Island as they are in the United States. Um, and that is that's something that I'm 53 years old that's something that I didn't know would would ever really be the case I'm 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 surprised I've arrived at this point in time and, and I'm witnessing this but I'm happy it's happening is that do, do you think about how well you guys have, have performed and and the influence you have on a global basis
1: I mean as an athlete it's something that is especially as you get older I think you have the perception towards the impact on your community firstly the impact on you know in your kind of national country the impact in your kind of continent and then um, in the world um, and obviously as you get more successful hopefully that impact gets wider you have a further reach and you inspire more people and you know your you kind of name goes and bounces off all corners of the world right so but it's not enough it's you know for me it's not something i've chased it's you know, I chase the performance. I chase the medals. I chase the wins, and then that is obviously a kind of a factor that is uh, the byproduct of that. So, yeah, being 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 big in America, I guess, is is really good because you know that is obviously sport in general is just crazy out there. And uh, you know, we obviously have Premier League here, which is absolutely huge. Uh, but sport in America, that you know, America is the home of sport, right, <laughs> and entertainment. So. I mean, it's always a it's always a good thing to to have that. But yeah, British swimming has come a long way. Uh, in 2014, when I first got my international gold medal when I beat Cameron in the in the 100 meter at Commonwealth Games, I can remember that like like, like literally day and night. I can remember that race uh, coming back at him and then touching. And I thought that, that was like, you know what, this is uh, this is going to be the best moment of my career. This is absolutely incredible. I thought, you know, I got lucky or you know he had a bad race. And then I backed it up and then went to Europeans two weeks later and did that. And then it was like, okay, how do we get better for 2015? Uh, I literally won by like this, the smallest margin. Uh, And then, you know, obviously uh, into 2016, I was like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to lose here if I don't really do something drastic. And, you know, the rest is history really, but it's always good to, you know, like kind of look back and see how far we've come and where GB, Team GB is going.
0: We we need to address this at the top of the podcast because this is recorded. Um, This recording is going to be held for a period of time. So we're not going to tell them exactly when we're recording, but we're we're recording because there's a big announcement coming up. There is a tectonic shift in the swimwear industry. Um, You've made a new partnership, and that new partnership is with Speedo. And when I found this out, um, I found it out by accident from one of the mid-level managers at Speedo, and I about lost my mind in, in in a meeting, and said, "What? That's not right. I don't think that's right. What, what's going on? What happened? I've been told this, and the and the person who told me was they looked a little bit scared because they realized who they were talking to. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you can't
1: say this to anyone.
0: You signed with yeah. Speedo. This is a big deal. To, you know, tell me, tell me about this
1: partnership." It's an incredible partnership. Um, you know, for me, I did start racing there in 2014. Not start racing, sorry. I stopped racing in 2014, but all before that, you know, I raced in all the Aqua Blades, I raced in all the Faskins, and uh, I think it was a Laser, the Laser 2 or the Laser 1, even. I used to race in on the 200 metre, and I used to have a really good 200 metre when I used to race in that. Um, I haven't really done 200 metres since uh, that, that well anyway. So, the um, you know, it's... It's, it's, that kind of partnership for me is is more about the long term now and how I kind of solidify my legacy I am getting older there is going to be a day where I've got to retire and you know I want my legacy to be represented with the brands I also represent and Speedo is a, is a great one for me because you know we've you know got great kind of practices and great thoughts of how we can improve the sport how we can improve our performance together and um, you know have we got another shot at the world record I believe so because for me, I wouldn't be training. I wouldn't be racing if I didn't have another shot of the world record. Um, so yeah, it's incredibly exciting, and um, you know, I can't wait to you know kind of get rolling, getting into the suits, and you know, start racing. Really,
0: Speedo has the has the has has the full nitro. They've got so much speed and buffness. They've got they've got Dressel on one side of the world. They've got you on the other side of the world. This is um. This is like too much. This is too much. Star. It's, it it almost made my head explode. Uh, is, there, is there any? Are you guys are you guys gonna pair up? Is it, should, is there gonna be a speedo relay? We got we got half of us. Speedo could make an amazing relay. There should be a speedo relay. We could
1: break the world, We could easily break the world record in the in the medleys. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it would be that hard. It would be quite easy, I think. Yeah. Because then you would also have the. You'd have like the. I don't know. Imagine that. I think that oh, should be done. Even if it doesn't count, it should just be good. Like straight after a world champs or straight after Olympics. Go for the attempt. That'd be pretty cool. It, I,
0: I, would, I would like to see it. I'd like to see some exhibition swims at, at, at least. Certainly short course meters, just for fun. But that has to be done. <laughs> you have the power to make that happen. As swim fans, we expect you to, to weigh in with your influence and make this happen. Do we, do we have a commitment <laughs> from you?
1: Putting you on the maybe spot. not short course I'll, I'll give you my commitment definitely long course
0: <laughs> I know I have to but there's there's a lot of things I want to talk about but there I, I do have to ask this I asked a lot of a lot of elites and they all give interesting answers and uh it's it's almost it's a little bit arrogant it's uh but it's uh, it's something that's always a uh, so if you certain swimmers can swim in a short pool and certain swimmers can swim in a long pool and um if you, if you, if you can't swim in the long pool, are you an elite swimmer?
1: Very <laughs> difficult because how much of a variable are we talking? Cause we saying can't swim is saying we don't make a final or don't make a semi-final or don't even make it to the world champs. <laughs> podium.
0: podium. We're talking
1: okay, podium. podium. Uh, we're talking legend. No, nah, no, nah, I, I believe, you know, I think top 16 is definitely, definitely elite. Uh, Anything after that is, you know, it's still elite, but, you know, you're top 16 in the world in one event. It's not like other sports in tennis, for example, if you're playing in the men's, you know, that is one event. You know, in swimming, we've got multiple, multiple events, right? So you've potentially got hundreds and hundreds of elite swimmers. Um, So I think top top 16 is a very good marker to say that you're elite in the world. Top eight is, you know, very, very elite. And then top three is, you know, you're one of the best in the world um, at that event. So, yeah, I mean, short course has always got one of those things right because, you know, especially in GB, we don't really take it that serious. Um, <laughs> I don't know why because I love I love training yards. I love racing yards, practicing racing yards in, um, in Florida when we were out there in 2019. And, you know, it's good. I can see why people love it. But for me on the short course, it's just like, I can't get up to speed, man. Like, I just want to let my stroke roam. I just want to, like, I just want to run free. And <laughs> I can't do that short course because as soon as I've done three strokes, I'm at the wall, I'm like, hold on a minute. How can I get 96 kilogram across this wall as fast as I can and back off the wall to take another four strokes? You know, it, it's just like, I'd rather just have no, no nothing in the way, dive in, who's the fastest swimmer to 50 meters without any breaks. And it's like, okay, let's put it, let's end this here because... I'm going to get carried away. It's like doing a hundred meter sprint uh, at the Olympics and touching the floor at twenty, you uh, know, fifty meters and turning it back. It's like it doesn't make sense, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. I think each and it's two different sports. I think it's two different sports. You know, you've like you know you rattled me there. <laughs> I don't know why. Even, why am I even rattled? I don't even know. But I think it is two different sports. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put a nice little bow on this, on this conversation. Many, 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 many thanks for that response. I think that's one of the best responses we've ever had on the podcast. Some I have to, I have to drop it on, I have to drop it on the superstars. But the here's the deal: the um, it is for kids out there that are listening. It's uh, we we would like to we would always like to encourage developing swimmers to. Um, to to bring the grit to their training and and be able to have the body position and core strength to to swim in the fifty meter Olympic size pool. We we want you to attain that sort of uh, mind body connection and power because that's really that's that's really the test of a, of a great swimmer. But we do love the short pool too. <laughs> so swimming in the short pool is fun. Yeah. All right, I, I'm just putting it in context. I don't know if you have anything to add to that. I just wanted to talk to the kids because i I got to put okay. on the, on I've had a leak on Okay, I've
1: had about a minute to think about what I've said. And I'm not sorry for what I've said, But the, <laughs> but Olympics is the Olympics and it's 50 meters. That's the one that everyone wants to matter. And everyone would trade absolutely every single medal, no matter how many you've won, to win one gold of them. Because the value of an Olympic gold is huge um i'm not talking sponsorships We're not talking just you know the kind of external things that some people may do it for we're talking about internal and internal kind of motivation and you know goals but also it's a pinnacle it's a pinnacle of our sport and i think i know 25 meter short course would have a very very hard time replacing that prestigious thing that's been happening for you know 120 100 and something years so that's where i stand
0: And 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 we respect your position, and it's uh, you have 15 of the top 20 performances. Maybe I think the maybe the the 14th and 15th are the same time, but you know 15 of the top 20 performances in history. That's a very very big flex. Um, It's uh, you're starting to paint out corners of history and and ownership, and and um, and that's got to feel good. That's that's got to feel everybody i'll tell you this is somebody you're still swimming but it's somebody when you when you have an elite career and you retire and you're a world champion you're an olympic champion you do count the years that you have that world record you do count the time you do count the performances i slipped off the top 50 performances in the 200 butterfly and i'm not saying i cried you know personally <laughs> in, in, in the dark shadows of my own home but it was a, there was a little bit of mourning um, and it seems like that you're, you are thinking about um, your, your place in the sport because you, you, you've you been so dominant. Um, and it, this might be a nice uh, dovetail into Project Immortal. Um, a lot of people are aware of Project Immortal, but I'd, I'd like for you to unpack it and explain Project Immortal to me here.
1: I mean, it's, I don't think there's much to unpack, you know, by definition. By definition, sorry, is... Immortal is something that's pretty much can't die. Uh, it's there forever, um, in simple terms. Anyway, so the, for me in sport, it's a crazy one because obviously everyone works hard, especially at this elite level. Everyone knows how to work hard. Everyone knows how to do all this and eat good and sleep good. And you know, there's a very very minor difference between the actual training, and that's where mindset comes in. Mindset is completely different, um, and that will make their mortal time, I believe. But for me, I, I don't see the point in doing all that and dedicating all that, and sacrificing so much uh, and, you know, you know, having such a hard journey some days and for to stick around for a month or a year or, you know, I want to be someone that's gone, oh, you know what, he's completely committed himself to his craft every single day and he's become a world record holder because he's earned it and he stayed there because he's earned that every day since. Um and that's a very hard one because I literally had this conversation with Mal this morning and um she was like, you know, you've tasted the good life, you've tasted the comfort, right? You know, hopefully people on this podcast listening know what comfort tastes like. You know, it's it's the glass of l- glass of wine with your meal, <laughs> the going to bed whatever time you want, not having enough to worry about anything. Um, but have too much of that and you will lose the hunger, you will lose the you know, the thing which makes you a gold winner, uh, a world record holder and a award record smasher, even more importantly. So it's a very, it's a very hard one to have. And Project Tomorrow for me is keeping me in the sport because I do believe, like I said at the start, that there is something in me that knows I can go faster. And there's something that deep down I know and I believe it. And if I didn't, I wouldn't be here anymore. I would have retired whenever I stopped believing that. So I'm, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing where those kind of point ones or point threes are going to come from, but Project Immortal is something that is never going to die and is going to be incredibly hard to break and going to be hopefully one of those world records where people go, it's going to take a while or, you know, for an next, an next, uh, next person to come along and, and break it.
0: Project Immortal. I love, I, I, I love the concept. I, I love the fact that, you know, you're someone who, who's been so dominant in, in your event and, and you're, you're showing it, it, it gets fans excited. I'm a fan at the end of the day, but it gets kids excited, but you're teaching kids how, how they can be great and how to, and how to, how to, and how to focus your mind. And that's it. it there's uh you know, when I was a child, I used to have this, this poster, I'm, it was in the 1970s, and this poster was larger than I was, and it was of Mark Spitz. You know, he's uh, he won seven Olympic medals in 1972. But uh, I lived and breathed to hear everything he ever had to say about his goal setting and his uh, and, and, and the way he approached what he was doing and how he approached that one performance in 1972. And uh, and there are kids out there, and and they're following you, and they're they've got they've got. See, I that. used to do the same. Oh, yeah. I used
1: to do the same. I used to read I used to read a lot, especially on, you know, four. that, you know, I don't, that, what did he do after a heat? How did he become better in a semi? How did he become better in a final? And I still remember reading one interview. I can't remember where it was from, but basically he was talking about the mindset of staying neutral. Uh, and that is, I know, an incredibly important piece to me because I was wasting so much energy of what ifs. Um, and I was like, hold on a minute. I all have to do is stay neutral. I don't have to think about the good stuff. I don't have to think about the bad stuff. Stay neutral until you're back at the pool. Then we can work on those two things. Um, so that's why mindset is so important. And as you said, that for me, yes, I do it through my own clinics, and you know, I believe that the mind is the athlete. The body is, is literally simply the means of the athlete. Uh, this is the driver here. So if we teach kids how to process this and how to have calm in the chaos, and how to be better athletes and you know better people, give back to the sport as well i think you know swimming's in a good place you know
0: it's um just, just out of curiosity uh do you do you have do you have something when you're if you're talking to a kid 10 years old and they and like, they they want to be you and, and you're trying to give them that that one piece of advice that you know it's not in the pool just a just about their head you're like this is the one thing that you can do that's going to make you better this is the, the one the one way to prepare yourself mentally to race. Do you have do, what what's that bit of advice from Adam Petey?
1: It's difficult because when I was that age, I think I would have said, you know, work hard. You know, that's a foundation for many, many things in life. I think. Uh, well, I know you can't get anywhere without the hard work, but they know that. So it's it's a waste of time to tell them that. Um I'd say if it's not too advanced depending on you know where the 10 year old is because every 10 year old's different i would say look after your habits um, mind your habits and you know someone listening right now like what well, you know what do you mean by that i'd say that everything you do in a day you know we've got so many habits in a day which are you know autonomous that we don't even have to think about it but digest every single one you know you know why am i doing this why am i doing that why am i choosing the cookie over that why am i doing that and if you start to digest these habits and go, okay, is this making me a good athlete? Is it making me a great athlete? Or is it making me one of the best in the world? Those habits are the ones which will make the difference. Um, because it's almost binary. And I, I did an interview a long, long time ago, and it still creeps up now that I say that every single decision I make in a day is either going to make me slower or it's going to make me faster. Um, you know, and that's the pursuit of gold. That's the pursuit of excellence that, you know, you've got to treat winning like that. You've got to, you know, is, it, is this nap going to make me faster or is it, is it going out and having fun going to make me faster? And some days, it, you know, it could be one or the other, <laughs> just depending on where my serotonin levels are at. So it's, uh, you, know, you know, it's a very, a very, very complex thing. But for a 10-year-old, I think it's just have fun, have fun, find the fun, and then you can work on the fun, uh, work around the fun, sorry, work hard around that. And that's something Mel's, you know, been almost iconic at that, she knew when we were broken, so she would go out and play rounders. Uh, don't know if you know what rounders is, uh, America, but it's basically like baseball, but really small, a really small circuit. Um, so yeah, we'll just do that, and that would be our gym session. So it's like you know, and we'll be faster for it because we're be more happy, and we'll be building a team together. So, you know, leadership is good as well. Good leadership is is very important for that for that age.
0: It's, it is. Um... In terms of the coaching profession, it seems like it's male dominated, and it's male dominated almost all over the world. We in, in the United States, it's a. Yeah, I, I, I talk from that perspective because we're trying to. It's it's close to home, but uh, we don't have a lot of elite women coaches. That they, they 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 coach a lot of elites. A lot of if you talk to a lot of Olympic champions, they were coached by a woman in their formative years and their age group years. But then they went on to a man in college and, and in their professional life. That's not been your experience. You've, you've, you've been with male the entire time. Uh, it's yeah. T- t- talk, yeah. Talk to me about that because I'm, I'm fascinated by the, the woman that I love in most of my life, the one who taught me how to swim and coached me until I was 13, Frankie Ann Bell. Uh, I, 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 when I look at your career, I wonder what would have happened if I'd stayed with Frankie for an entire career. And I think it would have gone well.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, when I was an age group, uh, I mean, I met Mel at fourteen. So before that, I had two two male coaches and a female coach before that. And um, but when I met Mel, there's obviously something very different about her. Uh, her charisma is just like you know, it'd be very very hard to beat Mel's charisma and just professionalism, but also friendliness. Um so already there, you've got a great foundation for a coach. Um, I mean, it's very, very hard because I can't see that perspective because I'm a male. You know, it's, it's very hard to see, uh, but I can see from my perspective that, say, if I was having a bad day and, you know, when I was a teenager, I was quite adolescent, I wouldn't really, you know, I, I didn't really, uh, I swore a lot, basically, <laughs> mm. and I had quite a temper on me, uh, which is why sport was a great way for me to kind of channel all that and get used to, you know, build, like, almost an, uh, an emotional intelligence. Uh, um but Mel's just, she was just great because if I told her to, you know, if I swore at her, she'd swear back a little bit. But then she'd be like, okay, you know, that's fine. And you know, I've got good parents, and they'd make me ring her, and I'd say, sorry, Mel, sorry, Mel, I can't. Remember. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Basically, put the phone down straight away because I'd be embarrassed to say sorry to her. Um, but women have a very different way of dealing with problems than men do. Uh, you know, if I swore at a male coach at that age, would I've ever gone back to swimming? because I'd be like, my, my stubbornness and my pride would have been too hard to swallow. I don't know. Um, but Mel has always found a way to say sorry. We never, ever, ever kind of wrestle our quar- quarrels. We never leave an argument there. We sort it out straight away. Um, and they rarely happen now, but when they do, and when we clash, because um, it's human nature, if you're working with someone for a long time, you're going to clash now and then. Uh, but making sure that doesn't, stay part of the scenario. So I can't I can't tell you why, you know, there's so so many men in the sport and so little women. Maybe it's something to do with that there is too many men in the sport and <laughs> not many women and many women don't look at it as a, a career path or there's not many inspiring people for them to, you know, you know, to take it up. I don't I don't know. Um but it's obviously something that you know needs to be you know needs to be better at the end of the day. And um, you know does a need to be government funding in each country aside for that and making sure that pathway is accessible as well so there's so many variables right
0: i wanted to ask you about about her because i i think that i'm not saying that if you're a coach and you've had success in in back and free uh you know that that you're 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 not as good a coach but you've got to know what you're doing in breaststroke breaststroke is it's all underwater something good it's like a golf swing if something's off you are you're you're, <laughs> that is you're so true. you're in trouble i did not even think I, about it like
1: that that is so true
0: i room with breaststrokers my whole life i my my, my olympic roommate was mike barryman he won he won gold in the 200 breast. i roomed in college it, when i try i was always friends with breaststrokers. so I, I what i'm telling you adam is i love you because i know that butterfly wouldn't exist because breaststroke you know but butterfly comes out of breaststroke <laughs> that, that's a tangent i'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> the, the, but it's a, I, I do think that breaststroke is the, some. there. Breaststrokers are different. It's a different, you're a different animal. It, it, it almost seems like you have to be more focused and the coaching has to be on point. Um, do you ever sit back and think to yourself, uh, you know, I'm a breaststroker and I'm a unique individual and it's different from fly and backstroke and freestyle in these ways.
1: Yeah. And I think, to be fair, that makes the that makes the stroke harder because, as you said, if one thing is off, you know, you know, let's say a championship. If one thing's off, then it could cost you the championship. Uh, so staying on top of the crown is, you know, incredibly hard and brushy because there's so many things that could go wrong. So many things around timing, so many things around feel, speed, power, strength, body weight. You know where your hands are, where your hips are. So these are things we're constantly trying to. You know Get better, and you know, sometimes some things fall short. So, you're like, How do I get back up there? Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's a tough stroke, it is a tough stroke to do. Um, you know, I, I do like my freestyle, I'm not very good at it, but I do like my threshold on freestyle. And uh, we'll do a pretty much majority of our threshold on freestyle actually, because fresh just gets the heart rate too high. Um, but you know, it's one of the things that I've always had a connection with, but it's almost like a, an open communication if i picked up a phone to the stroke i know it sounds silly but that's the one i can have a conversation with because i know exactly where my body is at pretty much all times uh whereas the others I just don't backstroke i think. fly i have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> and then freestyle yeah i've got a bit of an idea but stroke has been one of those you know as that saying goes that you don't choose the stroke the cho- stroke chooses you so yeah
0: you said you 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 would some freestyle, you some freestyle when when you when you're warming up and I'm I'm sure when you're when you're just doing conditioning. You said you don't do breaststroke, your heart rate gets too high. So when you're when you're getting after it, when you're swimming, when you are swimming that stroke that is accomplished and has this piece of our history in the sport, you it sounds it sounds like you're swimming fast. Explain that yeah. to me.
1: Yeah, I mean is Mel won't really let me do any threshold on breaststroke or she won't let me do you know, we we'll do technique-based stuff, but even then if you're doing two hundreds, two kicks one pull, which is you know meant to be an easy session, that turns out to be a hard session because you're trying to grip with ninety-five-96 kilogram each stroke. Um and it's 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 one, it's heavy, and two that you know if you do too much of it, it's gonna slow the mechanics down as well. So yeah, I mean it's 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 it is just a hard stroke. I don't. I can't say anything more. It's, it's just a hard stroke that we got to you got to deal with. You got to get on with it. Um we do my favorite. One of my favorite sets is um, we do a threshold set, and it's like a seventy-five free twenty-five breaths. Um and that's perfect because you're absolutely done by the seventy-five meter because you're maxing it out pretty much. And you do another twenty-five breaths to finish off the back end, and you do that multiple multiple times. Um, that's one of my favorite sets to do. Threshold is probably my favorite zone to. Uh, kind of work anyway because it's just continuous, long and hard. um But I enjoy that. I can beat Jimmy. I, if Jimmy, if you listen to this, I can beat him on pull paddles, freestyle, easily.
0: No, no, you give us more. We want to hear that, that. This is the kind of information that that our audience loves to know.
1: Trust me, we'll get a video. We'll get a video next holding camp run. I probably not won't use it on a holding camp because so I'll be on taper. But okay, when can we do it? If we finish around the same time at trials, we'll do one. But pull paddles, if it, cause he kick, it will kick his legs. I know he will. But proper pull paddles, I'm good. I'm really good at that. I'm really good at that. I don't, I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but that's my that's my forte on freestyle.
0: I'm I'm emotionally scarred by people who would put on paddles and just leave me behind. Like I, it, it, they're, they're, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little bit sweaty because it, people would they, we'd do a paddle set. And, and people put on paddles and, and I just felt anemic and weak and some people put on paddles and then just go. The fact that you can put on paddles and go makes me a little bit jealous. Yeah. I love paddles. though. love it. <laughs> There's okay. We're on the topic of jealousy. Let's, let's just lay it out there when people talk about, you know, having, having the, the specimen of the body, the swimmer body, um, it, 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 it is, you have to be honest and be fair and say that breaststrokers probably have the best balance and physical specimen of, of a body. Breast, the breaststroker is the is aesthetically the, the right body type in terms, if you would like to be a Speedo model. Yes or no? <laughs> Agree or disagree?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know, you know, it's, it's a hard one can't can't, just can't shoot down my new uh, co-ambassadors like that kind of can't shoot down dressel like that and i can't shoot down Dunks or anyone else so we have big chests we have big chests we have big arms uh, because we have to attack we have to attack more and you know pretty much beat the water around it and when you're shifting that much muscle of course you're going to have to have more muscle to shift it so you know you do get that you do get that
0: it's um we're, i'm making a joke but it's true it's really true and and and, and out and as a point of fact caleb, caleb dressel is is a breast sugar. he's never done it he's never done a long course
1: it's true that, that is true he's true. nearly beat me actually at isl so yeah that is okay i know it's a joke but yeah i agree
0: um, well I, I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm I, i'm i'm I'm, all of this conversation has been, hasn't really been, I haven't thought about our audience or our fans. It's really just been for me. I just wanted to have a conversation with you. I just wanted to, I wanted to get to know Adam Petey and have my moment with Adam Petey, but I do want to bring it back to the Speedo partnership and, to, and just, I, I think that's a special, that's it, an iconic brand. Um, this company does it well. They, I, I, something that I do, I was a Speedo athlete, What after, you know, during, during my career, and it was a, you know, you're checking the box. It's like you, 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 you want it. You want to get a world record. You want it. You want an Olympic, you want your Olympic gold medal. You want to hit those milestones. But the, another box was like, you know, I want to be a Speedo athlete. And the fact that you are in the Speedo family, it just feels right. It's um, so. D- it
1: does feel good. It does feel very good. I mean, you know, I live 15 minutes away from one of the headquarters as well. So it's very, very easy to, you know, have R&D, have access to, you know, new products um, and help, you know, break these world records because we are looking at the 0.1%, unfortunately, now. Um, and But those 0.1% are incredibly hard to find. It's like, you know, you've exhausted the whole diamond mine because, you know, you've looked at all these diamonds you've mined them all, and we're just trying to find the last few now. Um, but finding the last few may take more effort than having the whole mine know dug out so yeah i mean speedo for me is is going to make that happen and you know having the right suit is very important to any swimmer uh, having the right compression because some some people like compression some people don't some people like range some people don't some people like support some people don't it's very a per- it's a very personal journey but i think speedo with both their suits as well the intent and novella as well so i'll be able to find the perfect one for me and uh We'll get cracking on these world records, hopefully, and uh, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, it's been a been an incredible journey so far. It's been an amazing, and it's great to obviously partner with uh, Speedo and uh, you no know, see where we can go.
0: In in, in terms of um, when when we had that we had the Adam PD conversation because Speedo let it slip in one of our 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 we have monthly meetings where they catch me up on what's going on. Speedo is such a great company when we have to have monthly meetings so that I know what's going on and what's coming down the road because they're really a great media company. They, they they, they produce a lot of great narratives. So they let it slip about you. And, and when we had this long <laughs> conversation about you, it was, they were excited internally and they were excited. They're like, you know, he's a different kind of guy and he, and sustainability <laughs> is, it, it really matters to him. Um, he, he, he wants, uh, he wants athletes to be able to have the opportunity to swim no matter their economic situation. Uh, and it's, um, and it was, uh, they were very excited about that. Talk to me a little bit about that. Talk to me about that, what that means to you and what that means to you to be with a company that's supportive of initiatives like that.
1: Well, I think like any company you work with, it should be almost like a mirror image, not an exact mirror image, but your kind of values your morals and your product should align with each other um integrity basically um and speed you know when we first had these conversations it was like this is really important to me reaching into the next generation is incredibly important because there's no point in having one of the most successful british women teams ever to exist you know, if no it is the most successful team to ever exist and we're just going to flush that down the toilet because we haven't invested or taught the next generation how to carry that through so for me, that's very important. Secondly, making sure that that is accessible to as many people as possible from any background, um, from any community, and making sure that you know the funding is there, the support is there, the education is there, and making sure they don't f- fall through the gaps. And then thirdly is sustainability. That you know, one we have one planet. Firstly, but you know, <laughs> the amount of packaging in this world is. I'm just crazy absolutely crazy so making sure that we're having a plan around that you know around old race suits as well you know why do we you know i know it's different as elite athletes because you know they're a really that you know you wear them three four times and then you pass them along uh, but let's say i'm a normal swimmer uh, haven't made it to the elite stage yet what do i do with that suit after can we get it resprayed or can we send a suit to a third world country where they can you know other people who can race with them. So I think there's so many so many f- kind of things you can do and making the sport sustainable because it's not really a case of should we it's we have to now. So it's not a it's not a kind of a, a negotiable thing and making sure that impact you know is is part of my legacy as well and you know speedo you know is 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 ticking all those boxes. Oh and number 4 is obviously performance. Making sure that we do have some uh, some incredible races and incredible championships yet to come over the over the years that we were we're partnered
0: you've got a busy summer and i don't know do you, can you talk about what you're doing this i mean it it and it, talking to a lot of elite athletes this year after we're hopefully coming out of a pandemic they seem like they're overwhelmed and they're in they're, managing their mental health managing their physical health they're looking at this year um and, and it seems very daunting how, how are you managing this busy schedule this year what, what's what's happening in your life
1: oh well, I took five months off because I foresaw it <laughs> I foresaw the, the problems that would arise uh, kind of getting into Olympics was a very big challenge to be honest that I don't think many people see it from the outside you know, only athletes who have been through it will you know kind of see it or you know have kind of some understanding of, of how the sport works but Going to the Olympics where you don't race abroad, you don't train abroad, you just stay at home. It's one of the most hardest things. And I don't want to sound like uh, I don't want to sound like i You know, I need all these things to perform. I, you know, I perform anywhere, anytime, But it makes the journey a little bit harder uh, when you don't have all these nice things <laughs> along the way. Um, so we couldn't do any of that. And I know some countries were getting away with it. I'm not sure how, but they were. But our country was very, very strict. So we couldn't do anything our only opportunity to race abroad was Europeans. Um, And then we came off that, you know, it was the Olympics pretty much by then. So we did the Olympics and I was like, you know what, that just cost me so much to do that and get to that point. Um, So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a bit of dancing. I'm going to chill out here (laughs) and just do all this and then get get to the end of the year, hopefully renewed. And, you know, I did. And I came back in January. I've been back like, this is my eighth week back, really, in proper training. So I'm happy where, where I'm at now, and you know, I almost, I've almost i got a second wind. I've found a new kind of motivation. There's a lot of things we need to work on, uh, but that's exciting. That's part of the past. That's part of, you know, that's what elite athletes get paid for. These problems that we have where we have, like, you know, oh, I'm carrying too much weight. I'm carrying too much muscle. I've got to do this. I've got to bench this. I've got to get all these numbers. Yes, it is mental health and yes, it is, you know, there is a certain amount of uh, energy you have for a certain thing where before you get burnt out, but it's also my job to do that uh, better than anyone else in the world. Um, So there's a very fine balance that I couldn't just say no every time I felt bad or didn't feel like it was up to the challenge because I wouldn't have been an Olympic champion. Uh, There's been months on end where I've woke up and said no, but I still do it. Because that's what it takes. Because if I'm not going to do it, someone else is going to do it. So there is a there is a fine fine balance. But yeah, I mean, it is a busy year. We've got uh, World Championships in Budapest, Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, Europeans in Rome, um, and I'm not doing anything else after that. I don't think not yet, not in my head. Um, but those are the free hitters. They're the free championships I really want to hit, and uh, you know, see how we do when we get
0: there. I, I think that's enough performing. For, for this calendar year, uh, I, I, I have to ask you this. Dancing with the stars. I was, you know, you're always, every time an elite athlete participates on that show, you're always a swimmer. You're like, oh man, they're representing us. They got to do it. And I just <laughs> want to say, you know, can they move? Do they have the moves? And you had the moves. I, I was proud. I showed it. I, I rolled over in bed and showed it. I was like, Petey can dance. Showed it to my wife. Yeah,
1: it was it, that was hard. That was very, very hard. But that's why it's important. It's, it is on a serious note, it's important to challenge yourself. An athlete should, somewhere between their career from starting to ending, do something different. Do something that challenges you. Do something that takes you out of your comfort zone, whether it's in front of 10 million people at home on TV or whether it's on yourself uh, speaking in front of people or doing something that you haven't ever, ever tried. It's so important for athletes to do this because it gives you a perspective that you may have not had uh, and you will hopefully avoid a little bit of burnout as well.
0: Thank you for this time. I would like to, to just end by saying that we um, we we were we didn't know who was gonna be on the cover of our next magazine. We have our, our print swimsuit magazine. And when I heard this news, other than my brain exploding, I realized that Adam Petey is going to be the cover of the next Swim Swam magazine. That w- that's going to come out. That that lands. Yes. That, la- that lands. Made everywhere. It. That lands everywhere, it, it's internationally in in, in April. But
1: um, so that's, that's the extra one. That is that is the extra one. So you want to be a world champion? You want to be an Olympic champion? You want to be a speedo athlete? And you want to be on the front of the swim, swim magazine? All in one. Done it. I can retire now. It's all good. <laughs>